Hi, this is Chris Bredmeyer, Head of Admissions at Fulberton School, a full-stack software engineering school based in San Francisco. Today, I have a super cool interview for you guys, but first, some background. We have been spending the past few weeks taking a deep dive into what it's like to be a student at Holberton, from the first few days to landing a job. Today is the last episode in a series of six, and we are talking about the first job after the program. I've invited Lizzie to join me today. Without further ado, um, Lizzie, thank you for joining us today. So my question, uh, I think we're going to start off um, because I know that you are working now um, at Zoom Pizza. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But just to give us some background, why don't you let us know what you were doing right before you joined Holberton and maybe why it was that you decided that Holberton was the right choice for you? Uh, sure. Uh, hi guys, my name is Lizzie. Uh, I was in cohort five at Holberton, which finished about a year ago or I'm sorry, about six months ago, and I've been working at Zoom uh, ever since. Uh, before I came to Holberton, let's see, I had a really strong math background. I studied economics in college, so I had taken a lot of statistics, a lot of math, that stuff. Um, had not written a line of code in my life, uh, except for in high school, I was really into making like a live journal uh, backgrounds, HTML, CSS, that stuff. That was the entire extent of my computer understanding. I didn't know what a terminal was. I didn't know what like languages were. I had no background whatsoever. Um, I had been working in digital marketing in San Francisco at various startups ranging from small to even smaller. Uh, and so I'd kind of been around a lot of software engineers. I kind of knew what they were doing. Uh, I thought their stuff looked a little more interesting and more fun than what I was doing, which was uh, writing newsletters basically. <laughs> Um, and I kind of had that wake up moment one day where I was, I had spent like three days writing this email newsletter and I had like just stressed and worried and sweated over like every line and every like period and every comma. And I was so like nervous about it. And as I was like about to press send, I was like, no one's even going to read this. Like no one reads the newsletters. I'm making someone's day like worse. I'm just putting like spam into the universe. Um, and I kind of had the thing that was like, oh, you know, the people making the software, though, they're actually like improving things and creating things and kind of helping people. So I kind of had that moment and I was like, I got to get into the other side of this. Looked around, looked at various of the, you know, big name boot camps that everyone's probably heard of. The kind of uh, the 12 week set of boot camps decided that I really didn't think that that was going to be enough background. That I wanted to go a little deeper, uh, found Holberton. Founded, I think, like two weeks before the cohort started. Interviewed real fast. Didn't really have time to like second guess myself and was like, I'm just going to do it and let's see what happens. It's funny. I've, I I have quite a few stories of students who joined the school like right before the cohort started, and for some reason they are just very successful. I, I wouldn't recommend it, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really glad that that's how it turned out for you. Okay, so. You found out that Holberton, you know, based on your prior background and kind of what you wanted to wanted to accomplish with your career, you decided that Holberton was the right thing. Can you tell us what company you're working for now? Like what, what it does? It's, it's a very unique company and I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so I'm working for Zoom, Z-U-M-E, not the uh, video conferencing service that we're using right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we started as Zoom Pizza. We are in South Bay. If you have been in South Bay recently, we have giant truck or uh, train ads. We have billboards. We're in the very Southeast Bay now. And we kind of kind of 
people like to call us a robot pizza company and that's definitely part of it. Uh, we, sorry, we do have kitchens where robots are literally making pizzas. We put them on our trucks where uh, machine learning al algorithms in our ovens are actually uh, deciding when and how to cook each pizza. And then we have proprietary packaging that robots make. But we actually are a little bit more than that. We're a full service food logistics platform and we're actually spinning out into microservices and um, selling our technology to third parties moving forward. Yeah, that's so cool. I was just looking up some of like watching the, the pizzas being made by Zoom um, just earlier today. And it's, it's fascinating. But what, what is your role specifically in all of this? You know, there's, it's, it's part like food service, it's part, you know, AI, it's part robots. Like what, what are you doing? Like what's your role? I'm on a full stack team, so I get to do both front end work and back end work, which is really great because I didn't ever really want to specialize. And basically we have these trucks, we cook pizzas on the trucks. Uh, one of our big things is we actually cook food um, on the way to the customer. So the pizza gets there fresher and faster than a traditional cook in the store and then a driver drives it all the way. On the truck, there's an iPad. It tells the captain, which is the person uh, in the truck, what to do and when. So for example, if you have three pizzas, it's gonna tell the captain, put this pizza in the oven put this pizza in the oven, you know, maybe make this salad. Uh, and then they come out of the oven, they package them and put, uh, they package them and then give them to the last mile delivery driver and then it's delivered to the customer. And so that iPad display on the truck, my team, uh, there's only five of us actually, we're kind of in charge of all of that. So like the workflow management, the recipes, that stuff, as well as like the visual display that the captains see and interact with. Okay, I, I will probably talk a little bit more about the specifics of what your day-to-day -day looks like a little bit later. I want to go back in time and talk about what it was like to finish, finish the program here and start to transition into like even looking for, for this first work. Before you knew that you were going to be you know, working at Zoom, you had to start interviewing. What was that process like for you? And can you maybe share with us what the Zoom interview was specifically like? Sure. So the interview process for me was a little strange. I had started doing the preliminaries for interviews. I had done a, t a ton of coding challenges to varying degrees of success. There were a couple that I had a lot of friends do that I just totally bombed. A couple I did well at. I had moved on kind of to the phone interview stage. And I actually got a call from my now uh, director of engineering. Um, and he said, hey, you know, we called the school. We have a really good we have a good reputation with Holberton. Uh, there was a Holberton student already working there that is super successful and super great. And they were like, we know your reputation. We've worked with you guys before. I asked Sylvain, who's one of the founders of Holberton, to refer someone to come to an interview on Monday. Do you think you can come to an interview on Monday? And this was like Friday afternoon. And I was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and he was like, do you know JavaScript? And I was like, definitely. So literally, I spent like two days learning JavaScript in view which is a framework i had never used a framework before i had never looked at react or angular or anything much less view which is much much less widely used than the other two came in on monday and uh, an interesting thing about zoom is we do a lot of pair programming so i would say weekly probably 80 percent of my time is spent pair programming with other engineers um, it's something that's really important to our culture here um, the collaboration and the communication and kind of uh, ongoing learning is really important so we actually, for our interviews here, we do hiring days where we bring in groups of candidates and they actually pair together and rotate through stations, pairing with different people all day. So it's a really weird interview too. And I was like, I don't really know how to prepare for this. I don't really know the language. 
I feel confident about my programming fundamentals, so I'm just going to go in and ask a lot of questions and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I sort of had written it off and sort of thought, well, this would be good practice, and we'll just see what happens. So I get there at like 9 a.m. I have not like slept much all weekend, and just immediately it's, okay, here, here's a guy, it was a German guy, here, you guys are going to do this view challenge, like, have fun. And so it was kind of 30 minutes of us bumbling and kind of being like, well, let's check the docs. You know view? Do you know view? No. And so it was a lot of questions, a lot of trying to check the docs, a lot of just kind of trying to figure out what we were doing. I knew front end was going to be the worst one going in. And so I was kind of glad to get it over with. Um, after that, I did a system design question that I was a little more successful about or, or successful with. Uh, then I did a backend question that I felt much better about. And then ended with like sort of a soft skills like process question. And so, but kind of as the day went on, not only was I getting more comfortable with the environment and just kind of the act of being, because it is a lot of it is just practice, um, was also kind of hitting the things I felt more confident in anyway. Um, and so I guess I managed to pull it off somehow and got an offer about a week later. Well, congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, and it sounds like it was, it's a very different uh, interview process than, than your typical like whiteboarding interview. Did you do any whiteboarding interviews at any point? Yeah, I did two. I did okay. two whiteboarding interviews and what? one um, I got an offer from and one I did not. What, what do you think were some, uh, some of the things you, you really maybe like about whiteboarding, whiteboarding interviews or some of the things that you didn't like? Can you like basically compare and contrast those two different, very different experiences? Yeah, so something, I mean, I do like whiteboarding interviews because like I said, I did come from a math background. So the idea of algorithms, I like, I think I'm good at, I think it makes sense to me. I enjoy that kind of theoretical thinking to a point, but it's also, it's hard. It's hard to relate the algorithm part of a whiteboarding interview into like what your day-to-day -day job is going to be like and what kind of things you're actually going to work on because something that I was told a lot when I was interviewing and I didn't really internalize it until I had started working for a couple months was that you're interviewing the company as much as they're interviewing you and so as they're interviewing you 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 also want to be mindful of well is this a place I even want to work are these people I want to work with what's the environment what's the culture what's the vibe what's my like daily life going to be like because you're making a pretty huge decision and you don't want to just grab the first thing you can or take the first offer necessarily. And so I think the algorithms, the whiteboarding is hard because I don't think you get as much of a sense of that in some ways uh, as you do if you're actually coding something on a computer using, you know, whatever uh, environments they use, whatever programs they use, languages, all that kind of stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons why it's really important to prepare for, for any type of scenario you might encounter, you know, because I'm sure that, you know, future students will have your very typical whiteboard interview and other students will have something that's more similar to your experience at Zoom, but it's just important to be prepared. And I, I love your advice about like that you really need to approach an interview as you're also interviewing the company because it is a huge decision. Uh, you're going to be spending so much time with those people in that space working on that product. And if one of those things like you're not interested in, you know, if you don't like the people or you don't like the commute or you don't like the product or the mission or anything like that, you know, you're not going to like your, your, your day to day job, I guess. 
can you, speaking of day-to-day job, actually, um, I'll use that as a nice little segue. Um, can you, can you like debunk or like demystify what your day in a life is sort of like? I think one of the hard things about getting into software engineering, if you've never done it before, or if you've limited exposure to other people who have done it, it's hard to like envision what does your day even look like as a software engineer? Are you sitting by yourself all day? Are you working with other people? Are you, how much time are you actually coding? Is it the majority of the time? Is it part of the time? Um, you know, do your days look different or do they all have the same type of flow? Um, and I know for every engineer, it's going to be different, but can you tell us a little bit about what your experience has been working as a software engineer? Uh, yeah, so my hours are pretty great as most engineers I know are. Uh, I get into work probably about 9.30 and I like to work just by myself for a little bit. I like to kind of set aside, uh, set a plan for the day, what I'm going to do, finish up any last minute things I might have from the last day before I start going into meetings. Uh, I like to use that time to return emails, just all that kind of administrative stuff. And then at 10 o'clock, my team has stand-up. So right now there are five of us plus our uh, manager. And stand-up is really quick. Every engineer I've ever met, they do stand-up every day. Obviously, it's something you do even at Holberton as well, um, which is very a, a very realistic real-life uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And you spend that time, it's, you know, maybe five, ten minutes going around saying what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today, and any, like, blockers or dependencies you might need help on. Um, so it's a really good way to make sure you always know exactly what your team is working on and how you can help people. After that, my team likes to do a lot of mobbing. And mobbing is when the whole team is kind of staring at the same piece of code and we're all working on it together. So it's a really good way to unblock if we are confused about something or we can't figure out maybe the logic to use. It's also a really good way to do code reviews, which is where you go through and look at code other people have written and make sure everything is okay and all the tests are passing and they're testing enough and there's no confusing variable names and kind of all that good stuff. And so we, we do that immediately afterwards. We try and do as many code reviews as we can and get stuff um, taken care of there. And then after that, on a typical day, my team, we break into pairs and we'll pair program until lunch and then, um, break, and then break for lunch. Uh, sometimes probably one day a week I solo, so I'm working by myself. We break for lunch and probably at my company, we are really focused on Uh, continual learning, continual education. So we have uh, what are called lunch and learns, probably at least twice a week. We had one today actually on um, testing and I got to learn some new about some new testing frameworks, which is cool. And those are engineers of all levels can present those. Uh, The design department presents them as well. We had one earlier this week on um, a senior UX writer gave a lunch and learn on onboarding, how you like onboard new customers and kind of his considerations on that, which was really interesting. Um, and everyone has an opportunity to present those. So if I came across something cool, I could like present that to people, which is a cool opportunity, I think, to practice like public speaking. And then after that, I, after lunch, um, back at like one o'clock, we'll code again for another solid several hours. I think it's important to have kind of uninterrupted time to be able to really like get in the mindset and get in the flow. That helps me as opposed to kind of context switching all the time. And then depending on the day, I might have another meeting or two. I might not. And then every two weeks, we have an engineering all hands. So all the engineers get together and we talk about what we've been working on, announcements, shout outs, blockers, all that kind of stuff. So again, just making sure everyone in all the offices, we have three different remote offices, um, knows what's going on. 
Yeah, do you ever have to work with um, other engineers remo remotely? Yes, so every once in a while, someone in my team will be remote and we'll have to kind of navigate the pair um, programming. An example of that is uh, another one of the Holberton students that works here. Uh, her name's Sue, she's great. She was from the cohort before mine. She's been working here a little bit longer than me. She broke her leg and had to go back to Canada and she's been in Canada for six weeks uh, at her parents' house and she's been uh, videoing in every day and programming remotely with pairs and otherwise. And uh, I was a little kind of skeptical how it's gonna work and it actually has been like totally fine. She video conferences in, we use Slack all the time, email, all that stuff. And so it actually has been pretty, uh, it's easier than I thought actually to work with someone remotely. Yeah, I think that's that's an important an important component of software engineering is like eventually you're gonna have to work with someone remote and it's a very different experience. I think you just have to learn how to manage your time and how to manage communication effectively. And so that it's really great to hear that it sounds like Zoom does that pretty well. So I wanna uh, I don't know lighten the mood and I wanna know. As you were either prepping, doing like either mock interviews or actual interviews, did you ever like completely bomb something, like completely get something wrong and like totally bomb it? Um, so I had a couple coding challenges that I, especially the first couple, I didn't take them maybe seriously enough or didn't think about it. And I remember there was one, it was for an apprenticeship program at I think Dropbox and like so many of my batchmates had gotten this. And a couple of them had done it and like, oh, you know, make sure you're really paying attention. It's kind of tricky. And I was like, oh, it's fine. And they were like, okay, well, I finished. I finished. And uh, people were like, oh, I failed one test case. Oh, I did this. I did this. And I was like, it'll be fine. And I took it. I couldn't even finish. I got like halfway through. I passed no tests. It was like so embarrassing. And then the next day, everyone was like, how'd you do? And I was like, mm, not so great. And so that was kind of a wake-up call to be like, no, take these things seriously. Like, you need to prepare. You need to sit in a room, no distractions, all that kind of stuff. I mean, do you feel like, like bombing that, it, it allowed you to do better? Um, do you feel like it busted your confidence and it took a while to get back? Like, did you question whether you were qualified? Like, how did that kind of like emotionally play with your technical skills? So I think for me, it was kind of the opposite. I kind of tend to be a little bit of a perfectionist. I tend to kind of beat myself up when I make mistakes. And I think I was a little worried about making mistakes and worried about not getting jobs because of course you always think you're going to be the person that comes in and applies for one job and gets the job and like the first one you applied for and it's the dream job and like you're going to be the one person that ever happened to right and so i think going in and this was one of my first coding challenges you know obviously bombing i literally got an email that was like oh you didn't do well in the coding challenge like we're passing because you did so badly <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i didn't die like nothing happened no one made fun of me no one yeah. was like call me stupid like it was fine and so i think kind of giving myself permission to fail and being like, well, I'm probably not going to do that badly again was, uh, was helpful. That is, I love that. Honestly, like that approach I think is so healthy. I want you to like shout that from the rooftops and like anytime you ever talk to like a, a more green software engineer, like just share that insight with them because I think that's so useful. I think that is the healthiest way to enter any interview is like you do your prep, you do your work, you put your nose to the ground, you do your best. And at the end of the day, if they pass on you, you can't take it personally. You just have to like get back at it. And then look at you, you're at Zoom, which is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so Lizzie, um, I'm gonna travel back in time again with you. And I wanna talk about uh, some of the experiences that you, you, that you had here at this school. And 
what you've seen has been useful that either maybe um, you didn't quite understand how it would be useful, like something from our curriculum or, or an experience you had at the school and um, how it's kind of proven to be very useful um, or vice versa. Maybe, maybe we did something here and you're like, I haven't used that at all now that I've been working. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear from you what your experience at the school was like and how that specifically prepared you for what you're doing now. Uh, yeah, so the first one that comes to mind, which is kind of a non-technical note, is just the daily stand-up. So at Holberton, you have stand-up every day at, I think, 11.30. It's been a while. And during that, you kind of, the students rotate in and out, and they give uh, really short, like, five-minute presentations on any topic. One of mine was on, like, music venues. Another was on bocce. So they can be on, like, anything. And kind of having that a, just having that schedule of, oh, every day at 1130, I'm going to be here in this room and get announcements. That's very, very true to actually being a working software engineer. Like, you're going to have that time uh, to check in with everyone and to get announcements and all that kind of stuff. And then also, B, having that uh, public speaking opportunity and having that time where I had to get used to making presentations and presenting them and taking questions and asking good questions uh, during other presentations. That was really, really useful, and that, I think, soft skills-wise has helped me a lot, just uh, already being in that mindset. And then technically, the thing I always think about, and kind of one of the reasons why I'm really grateful and glad that I went to Holberton, is I work with a lot of people that went to uh, big-name boot camps. I think mm -hmm. we have, like, 10 people that went to one specific, I won't say the name, but it's one of the big 12-week web dev boot camps that everybody has heard of. And they do really well at first. They know the tools, um, they know the IDEs, uh, the like the, the program you code in. They know those better than I do. They know all these like kind of cool applications, all these little tricks, all this like very trendy stuff. And then, you know, one, two, three months in, you start seeing the difference in that foundational knowledge. It's just mm -hmm. there. And we start talking about data structures and algorithms and making these more design decisions. And, you, you know, it's just without that foundational knowledge, you can't even participate in some of these conversations. Even if, you know, I'm still junior, I'm not leading these, but I can hear and I understand what even people are saying. And you look around and other, you know, people are just lost. And so I think spending those three months on C, spending all that time writing those shell scripts, spending all that time, which at the time I'm sure I was like frustrated by, but it's just really paying off. Wow, well, that's actually really good to hear. You know, I think it was uh, last, the last webinar I, I had actually our curriculum team talk about the specializations, but we had Alex who's uh, written the low level specialization. And sometimes the question we get is like, okay, we, we cover low level in the, in the, in the foundations curriculum, you know, so that, that, that first half of the, the program, why would you like specialize in low level? Like we've already kind of covered the foundations already. Like why would you, like, how is that useful? And he brought up that basically, you know, if you want to do, if you want to work on a product or work for a company um, that's doing the same thing that kind of already has been done before, so building a website, building a mobile app, you know, social media platforms, things like that, the tools and, and you know, things already exist. But if you want to build something that's never been built before, let's say a pizza robot or a self-driving car, you have to like actually design that from the ground up. And you, and that's, that's going to be low level. That's C stuff. You know, like that's, that's, you know, going much deeper than, than coding something in, um, in a higher level language. And so 
yeah, I think it's so interesting to see the ways that these foundations have really manifest and kind of given back to students long term um, as they've gotten further along in their careers. I think it's it's allowed our students to really move up within their careers quicker and more efficiently than someone who maybe walks in and has what you what you said is like kind of like the trendy information, but maybe not those those really nitty gritty foundations. I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave off with one question for you, Lizzie, and it is pretty straightforward. Do you have any recommendations? for any students who are either thinking about like joining the school or students that are already enrolled in the school and are kind of starting to think about where they want to work. Do you have any advice to give any of these students? Yeah, meetups, especially if you are in San Francisco. I went to so many meetups. I was like going to like one, two a week. I still go to a lot of meetups. Again, like I said a little bit earlier, you know, and I, this is really true as I've started interviewing candidates um, as part of my job, you know, they're interviewing you as much as you're interviewing them. We've had candidates that I have interviewed that I have like been obsessed with and then they say no and I'm like, oh, what could I, you know what I mean? It's just not a fit for whatever reason. And so I think going to meetups, talking to as many working software engineers as you can, like talking to people, not managers, not hiring managers, not recruiters but like working software engineers that are in those orgs and doing those roles and doing those things. And just, I've never met anyone that when I have asked them if I could buy them a cup of coffee and pick their brains for 30 minutes and I have like good focused questions, I've never met anyone that said no. Like people are willing to help and willing to give advice and willing to like kind of point you in the right direction. And so I think just asking for help and meeting as many people as you can has been the most valuable thing for me. That's, that's really, really great advice. Um, I will leave it at that because, you know, why just leave it on a great note. And Lizzie, thank you so much for taking some time um, out of your day to, you know, share your knowledge and your experience and uh, have a great day and eat some pizza for me. Yeah, no problem. I definitely will. Okay. Bye.